This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morris, and this week the students are back on campus, and we're previewing three of the fall sports. Field hockey, women's soccer, and men's soccer all have their first home matches this week, and we've got the interviews with the coaches and players. That's coming up on the Bates Bobcast. In 2015, the Bates field hockey team made the NESCAC tournament for the first time since 2010, and their seven wins were the most for the program in one season since 2005. Now, they enter 2016 with new turf on Campus Avenue Field and plenty of momentum from last year. We caught up with head coach Danny Ryder, who's entering her fourth season at the helm. First of all, obviously, last year, NESCAC tournament appearance. What have you been focusing on the team so far in this week of practice uh, to improve on from last year to um, moving forward this year? Um, our big focus this week, we went down to Boston. We played in a scrimmage versus Tufts and Bowdoin, and it went really well. Um, we have some fine-tuning to do on some some elements of the game. So this week, we've really been focused on our receptions and just supporting each other in the proper spaces. They've actually been playing our structure extremely well, and they're seeing the passes they should see, and it's just now a matter of stringing them together with the right ball speed and reception. A lot of it's just getting to know each other. And the new turf has to be really nice, right? It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's it's playing really well. It's fast. Um, it has a great great speed to it. We're really enjoying being on it so far. Does it make the game easier for them? I don't think a turf would ever make it easier, but I think what it does is it doesn't give us a distraction anymore. Our old turf had um, it had bumps on it. It had parts where the turf was literally gone, and it was just the E-layer showing. So they don't think about their playing surface anymore, which is a sign of a great turf. If you're not thinking about your playing surface, that means you have a great turf to play on. Who are some young players who maybe contributed last year or got some playing time last year who you're really looking to make a leap forward this year perhaps? Um, there's like all of them. Um, cause we, you know, they're all, they're all young with juniors, sophomores and freshmen are the team. Um, so they're all very young and they all have tons and tons of potential ahead of them. But I think one exciting line for us right now is the three forwards. Um, three of them, sophomores, Taylor, Jesse and Ada have been playing together in the forward line and they did a lot of work in the, um, last season and in their time off to really connect as a group and you're seeing it now translate on the field so that's been a lot of fun to watch but they're just they're just three of many they've all been doing really well well yeah, you have you have three forwards all in the same class year I mean that must be exciting for you especially for now and to the future because they get to play together so much yeah and that's what we're trying to create we've been using more of a line system um, we started playing around with it last year and this year we've continued with it and the idea is for them to really create a great bond on the field and start to really understand where each other moves how each other plays and we're seeing it pay off this year where there's a better understanding um, of their teammates when they're on that line together Asked a couple other head coaches about this, but the philosophy of like non-conference games to start the year, and then you have the conference games later. Do you, as a head coach, like to experiment more in non-conference, or do you approach it the exact same way? The exact same way. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think every game we have the same expectations for the team. We're looking to play in the same way. We're looking to play our game of field hockey regardless of our opponent. 
Okay, great. And then uh, just any other thoughts on this upcoming season, what you're looking for in terms of, you know, uh, to build on the success we talked about initially. Any other thoughts you have about this team and what your goals are this year? Well, I really, I mean, it's just been exciting to see them over the short course of preseason. And then to be able to scrimmage this past weekend was a huge bonus for us because what we saw is that we are already doing a lot right. And now we're just fine tuning some details that are going to come the more we play together and the more they get to know each other. So we're looking forward to a great season. And last year was a great, um, a huge step up for the program. And I think that these uh, young women on our team have a huge ownership of that. And they really understand that it's their responsibility to make sure that that movement continues and that it isn't just um over so all right danny thanks so much you're welcome the bobcats young and talented front line includes sophomore jesse moriarty the springfield massachusetts native played in 15 games and started nine as a first year she scored a pair of goals on the season including one in the nescac tournament now she looks to play an even bigger role in 2016 Um, I think last year it was just a lot of changes very quickly and it was really um, adjusting to the new team system and getting into that and now that we're back or I'm back this year we're already back into it and it's just it feels a lot better and looking forward to this season playing and already knowing the system. And you get to play the first game of any fall sport on Tuesday. (laughs) How excited are you? (laughs) We are very excited and ready to win. And then what does the team look like this year compared to last season so far? Obviously, it's only been a few practices. Yeah, I think uh, you can just see the energy and see the, the fight that's already coming out this season, and we're ready to roll. Uh, any first years that have really stood out to you, at least? Um, I think all of them stood out in different ways, but um, personally, I think Alexa is really working really hard in the backfield, and I think they're all just they're all coming in really strong. And what's Danny like as a head coach? Uh, she's an awesome head coach, and she really pushes us and pushes us to be every, every single day. And one thing we should talk about is people who will come to the game on Tuesday will see a brand new turf yes. here at the field hockey field. What's this turf like? I mean, it must be 180 degrees from what was here before, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's so much better. The ball's faster. We're moving faster with the ball. Uh, everything is just improved on it, and I think the team has excelled with it. Do you like only having like a week of practice before your first game? Yeah, I, I actually do like it because I, I think it makes us work harder every single practice, and I think it, it forces us to be on our game when we come in as opposed to teams who have three or four weeks of preseason can kind of like slowly get into it, and we just have to jump right into it because we only have three or four days. Have you, um, you all outlined any like specific team goals for this year? Yes, I think our team goals are to make the playoffs again and this time to make it farther, and I think um, – Last year we hung with a lot of teams and didn't finish, and our goal this year is to finish with those teams and to just play through the whole game. All right, Jesse, thanks so much. Thank you. The field hockey team plays their first home game Tuesday, September 6th at 5 o'clock p.m. against Worcester State, the first game of the fall 2016 season for Bates Athletics. The second game of the fall season for Bates Athletics belongs to the women's soccer team. They take on Maine Maritime at Garcelon Field Tuesday at 8 o'clock p.m. 2015 NESCAC Coach of the Year Kelsey Ross guided the Bobcats to their best record in league play since 2005 last year, turning in a mark of 4-3-3 and and to finish the regular season in fifth place in the conference. As a result, Bates made its first NESCAC postseason appearance since 2010 and its second appearance in nine seasons. The Bobcats finished the year at 7-6-3 and and overall, registering their best winning percentage since 2006. Ross joined the Bobcast to preview the 2016 Bobcats. 
What are your some of your goals, just kind of big picture, entering this year, how to build on last year? Well, Aaron, we want to do exactly what you just said, build upon last year. It was a step forward for the program, and now the challenge is consistency. So we're looking to get back to the NESCAC tournament uh, and hopefully go a little bit further than we did last year. And obviously in goal still, Sarah McCarthy, uh, good season last year. I believe she led the NESCAC in saves. And so now she's back. Uh, what does she bring to the table for you? McCarthy brings a lot to the table for us. She has a composure about her that it's super important to have from your keeper. She keeps things under control, keeps things organized, uh, both in training and in games. She is a player who competes hard no matter when that is, and she comes up big for us in games, which is exactly what you need. Uh Preseason so far, how would you evaluate um, the team uh, up, up to this point? You don't get that many practices to see them. I know you had a scrimmage the other day, though. Sure. The term preseason is sort of a a trick <laughs> for those of us in the NESCAC. Uh, we had made our final roster decisions just Saturday evening, and so we will have trained together Sunday, Monday, and then we get out there you know, tomorrow against MMA. So it was a quick turnaround, but it's nice to have our final roster set so we can really start training and preparing. And the opener is going to be on Gar Salon, right? And so, obviously, that's turf compared to grass. Um, how does that change soccer, depending on the surface you're playing on? It definitely changes it. Uh, at this point in time, most of our players, especially the younger players, have been playing on turf more than grass. So it's almost a transition the other way for them when we look ahead to next weekend. However, uh, this was a purposeful challenge. MMA will come down. They all will have been on their turf field you know, for over a week. And so we're looking... Uh, to put the pieces together in terms of possession as quickly as we can and and look to put shots on frame early and often. Now, from an offensive perspective, Olivia Amdor is back. She was one of the top scorers last year. You do lose to graduation, though, Leah Humes, who is obviously a big part of this program for many years. And so who are some other players who you're looking to kind of pick up the slack uh, from the scoring goals department? The scout is out on Liv. She will right. meet uh, pressure defensively far more than she did throughout the year last year. Uh, what will be nice, what we hope to see, is a handful of our younger as well as returning players pick up where Leah left off uh, and also respond to the challenge that Liv's going to see uh, on the defensive side of the ball. So we're looking for some other names to pop up there, but we certainly expect to see Liv's name uh, very, very prevalent in our attack. And the defense returns a lot of very good players, starting with Allison Hill, right? Correct. Allison, if McCarthy's anchoring us in game minutes, then Allison is right there next to her. Uh, additionally, Kyla Rabb, who's a senior for us, has always been fantastic, and we look to their leadership without a doubt as we get into tomorrow's game. You do have some non-conference games before the NESCAC schedule. Um, as a coach, what is your point of view when it comes to non-conference games? How do you approach them? Do you experiment a little bit more You know, leading into the season? How, how do you go about things there? Our philosophy on non-NESCAT games has changed a lot in my time here. Uh, it used to be we needed those to, to help our win percentage, to be really honest. Uh, and we've been able to get a little bit more creative and a little bit more competitive in our non-conference games. Early on, specifically tomorrow, we hope to be able to run some different numbers, some different bodies, and look back at the film as we prepare for NESCAT play on Saturday. We'll put you on the spot. Give me a early candidate for most improved player from last season. Wow, that's a good one, Aaron. <laughs> and, you know, there are a handful of people that, that come to mind right away. Uh, we, we threw the challenge out there to our returners, and we asked them to come back uh, ready to go, knowing that our roster was going to look different. A handful of young women came back 
ready to go. Uh, Ainsley Jamison comes to mind. Bridget Quinn comes to mind. And then the first years, you know, we've seen them at the high school level and the club level for a while. And some of them came ready to ready to rock and roll at the college level. So I can give you a more accurate answer after tomorrow's game. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, for sure. I mean, in terms of the first years, obviously a number, number of them will get playing time early on. When you look at them, when you talk to them, what do you tell them? That, what is the difference about you know, NESCAC and Division Three soccer than their club days or their high school days? In the NESCAC, it's sort of the football idea of any given Sunday. I, on any given Saturday, on any given NESCAC day, either team can win. And that's a major difference for them. In most conferences, there are, high school especially, there are a handful of teams that just stack up differently to others. In the NESCAC, we all sit on a level playing field for the majority of the time. So that consistency of competition is where their challenge lies. All right, great. And then I guess last question, inner things that are going through your mind right now in advance of the very first game of the season, what you're most looking forward to seeing. I'm most looking forward to seeing some goal celebrations, <laughs> and I hope there are many of them, and I hope that our players have been practicing those as well. <laughs> All right, Kelsey Ross, thanks so much. Thanks, Aaron. One of the players tasked with making sure the other team does not have very many goal celebrations is senior Allison Hill. She was a second-team All-NESCAC and All-New England selection on defense last year, despite missing three matches early on in the season due to injury. Now she is back. Fresh off an All-American performance this spring in the 100-meter hurdles, Hill was named a co-captain of the women's soccer team. It's really an honor, and especially to share it with one of my teammates and best friends, Aaron Shea. Uh, we're both multi-sport athletes, so this is really great to be able to lead a team, and especially one that we think can be successful this season. And then as co-captain, obviously you're one of the most important leaders on the team. There's a lot of first years that have entered the program. Uh, when you talk to them, what do you talk to them about in terms of you know preparing to be successful here at Bates? This is a big deal. It's obviously, like Kevin always says, it's a privilege, not, um, not a right. So I think people need to realize that. And Coming off your club and high school teams, you might be expected to play right away, but this is uh, just a different league. The NESCAC is one of the most competitive leagues, I'd say, in D3. So just knowing that and the high intensity, and I think it's important that they know their role on the team. Practice started about a week ago, and now you have your first game here Tuesday night. So as a captain, how do you approach that quick turnaround, or even as an individual player, on, from your perspective, just playing the game itself? Right. Uh, definitely heavy legs on everyone's <laughs> part. We're pretty sore, but we're also, we realize that this is a very short season, less like three months, less than three months. So we know that it starts right in, and most of the work happens over the summer. So as long as people put in, most of the people put in a lot of work over the summer, and that's key because we don't get an off season really um, to prepare like the spring sports do so I think the turnaround is kind of great because sometimes it can like if you have three weeks before a first game it can take a while and you're just ready to go and I think we have a lot of energy coming off uh, preseason so I think it's pretty good that we're gonna have a game tomorrow Absolutely. And then, you know, for you, this is your senior year. Uh, has it hit you yet? This is kind of your last uh, women's soccer season with Bates because I know you've had some injuries and last year it kind of came mid-season, but you get to start at the beginning now, right? Yeah, I, it's crazy. It hasn't really hit me yet. I don't think this is going to be the last season of soccer. And uh, yeah, it's great to actually be able to start off the season with uh, not being injured. And I think just knowing that I'll have the momentum coming in and trying to make it my bat less <laughs> best last season uh yeah I'm really excited about it but 
very nervous. <laughs> now the defense is a mix of experienced players like yourself and Sarah and Goal and some younger players as well. So how is that gelling right now? Right, yeah, it's definitely going to be a younger team this year, and I think uh, it's going to be a mix of experience with inexperience, but it's definitely a growing season because we have a pretty big senior class. So I think us kind of talk, working with the first years and kind of them being able to shadow our positions uh, so that they can move forward next year is going to be really important. But I think it's going to be really good. Uh, there's some really very talented first years coming in, especially forwards and defense, and I think right now it's going really well. I'm really excited for tomorrow. What has the coaching staff been saying about you know what they're looking to focus on in terms of improving from last year to this year? Because last year was obviously a, um, a significant improvement for the team, but obviously you can grow even more. Right. I think just taking that momentum off last season is definitely what they want. Uh, making it to the quarterfinals is just the beginning. We're looking to make it further in the tournament. Uh, but I think just continuing the, our team chemistry is definitely really important and instrumental in our successes. And also just working hard, staying focused every day. Um, our goals are we really don't want to let a lot of goals in. We want to score a lot. And I know it's pretty <laughs> basic, but I think if we don't uh, let in the end, uh, then we, it's hard to beat us. So that's the goal right now. Sounds good to me. Allie Hill, thanks so much. Thank you. The men's soccer team gets their season started Wednesday night when they host Maine Farmington at 8 o'clock p.m. at Garcelon Field. It's another case of a program looking to build on the success of 2015. Last year, head coach Stuart Flaherty led Bates to its most wins since 2008 as the team finished 7-5-3. and The Bobcats forced a nil-nil draw against 2014 national champion Tufts and defeated Williams for the first time since 1996 by a score of 2-1. to one. Well, new season of Bates men's soccer begins this week, joined by uh, head coach of the men's soccer team, Stuart Flaherty, to talk about the Bobcats' upcoming season. And first of all, obviously, uh, you have a new keeper. Um, you know, Sam Polito has graduated, so tell us about your new keeper. It's Roby Mancinaro. He's a sophomore. He's from uh, Belmont, Massachusetts. Also did his senior year out in Spain. He'll be mad at me where I forgot the name of the club um, and spent his summer playing uh, for both a PDL and an MPSL team, which is a, a very high level, so he'll be ready. Excellent. Obviously, this team last year, great defensive team. Um, after Pivo got hurt in the middle of the season, the offense struggled a little bit, so what are you looking for this year in terms of uh, next step for the offense to score some more goals? Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. You know, we've got a game on Wednesday, and we've been working on some things that I'm not going to tell you because <laughs> I know Tommy Denuzzo is listening to this, but um, you know, I, I think we've got some some weapons and some ways of attack that are gonna that we're gonna do all right. Let's put it that way. Gonna do all right. Okay. Um, then, and are there any um, newcomers that you're particularly excited to see out there? All of them. <laughs> all of them. Love them all. As long as they're wearing garnet or white, there's my boys. Uh, obviously, Pebo back. Uh, gonna be one of the, the key forwards, uh, just like last year. What does he bring to the table? What makes him so effective as a goal scorer? Uh, Pebo is more than an effective goal scorer. He's definitely a good finisher. He's very good at challenging defenders off the dribble, running in behind. He's also more than capable of checking into midfield areas to get the ball, and he showed himself over the last week to be very capable of helping other players uh, interact with him, move in the ways that we want them to move, and he's, he's been a fantastic presence in the last week. What do you tell us some of the first years about what it takes to succeed you know, in the NESCAC at Division Three level soccer? 
Um, we, we actually probably never use those two terms. <laughs> okay. We talk about what it, it takes to succeed at Bates, uh -huh. and we want work ethic, and we want buy-in to the system, and we want a level of defensive energy that's higher than they have put in before they got here. And uh, we want them to not just come in here and bring the talents they bring, which they all do, but we want them to actively and consciously try and learn the movements and decision-making process we're teaching them and go out there and get it done on the field. Short turnaround time between the first practice and the first game. Uh, how do you handle that as a head coach? Um, you just get on with it, right? <laughs> I mean, we, we, we've had practices, and I would say where we are right now tactically on the offensive-defensive end is comfortably where we were at any point last season. So it's an absolute non-issue. you probably see that Wednesday. I asked Kelsey about this from the women's side, but from the men's side, you know, non-conference versus conference games. You play some non-conference games first. Is there any different approach from you to experiment a little bit more in non-conference? So what's your philosophy there? Not even a slight difference. Mm -hmm. No, we're, we're practicing tonight, and we're going to play 11 v. 11, and we are going to emphasize that we will play tonight on Garcelon with nobody there, exactly the same as we will on Wednesday, exactly the same as if we were an NCAA tournament game. You know, you can spend your life being shaped by outside you know labels and outside prestige that is put on an event so you can spend your life deciding that you are in control of your effort level you are in control of how important things are to you and that's that's the way we're going are there any players who you look who you are seeing a real improvement from so far in practice from last year to this year that you're excited about robbie's massive <laughs> like, robbie's hit the gym in a big way um <laughs> i hate that i've said that publicly but now he's put He's put some good work in in the off-season. Um, Peebles come back looking very, very sharp. Uh, I, I, there is not a single kid here who had a lower fitness test score with Mike Seltzer than he had last year, and there's not a single kid not putting in a higher level of soccer than he was last year. So, I mean, whatever they did over the summer, um, kudos to all of them because we look fantastic. You're going to watch us on Wednesday, and we won't look like a team that's practiced for a week. Feel free to call me out if I'm wrong. I won't be. <laughs> All right, Stuart Flaherty, thanks so much for previewing the men's soccer team with us. Thanks, Aaron. Sophomore Robbie Montanaro has some big shoes to fill as the team's new starting goalkeeper, Sam Polito, graduated in June after leading the NESCAC in saves and earning the team MVP award. But as you will hear, Montanaro is more than ready. Last year, as a first year here on campus, learning from Sam Polito, who obviously had a great career, what did you really learn from your first year that you're going to apply to this season starting? Well, really, it's just that the NESCAC is a really competitive league, and you know you got to bring it day in and day out. And obviously, learning from Sam last year was awesome. Um, I really got to go through, um, you know, the daily life of playing in the NESCAC and playing college soccer uh, without really being scrutinized for it on a daily basis uh, in the games which for me was awesome. You know, it, it really provided a cushion for which I was able to build on this year. Um, and I feel like a totally different player as a result, you know, coming in this year. You did play a little bit, right? You know, you got some chances. What was that like as your first, as your first year there? Yeah, it was exciting, um, you know, especially coming in as a freshman keeper, um, getting to know the back line and such. And, you know, coming in in game situations, I remember last year against Amherst, um, you know, soon to be national champions at that point. And, um, it was, a, it was a really great experience, and it's definitely something that over the summer I was able to kind of call upon um, in my training to, you know, really get ready for this season and, you know, let me know what it takes to, to be successful at this level. I know as a keeper you have to direct the defense a little bit. What's your style back there in terms of uh, communicating with your uh, teammates? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure you could talk to my back line. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty loud back there. 
Um, I guess I can be demanding at times, but, and you know, you can hear it in my voice. I'm starting to lose the voice as preseason's wearing down, but um, yeah, so hopefully, hopefully we'll be, we'll be loud this year and we'll be very organized. I know the defense was excellent last season. I mean, just from your observations and also getting to play a little bit, what made the defense so good and how do you maintain that? Just great guys on the de defensive line. I mean, everyone's working their butts off. Um, and we just have really quality, talented players there. And there's such, there's such competition for spots um, in the back line. It's really driving everyone to be better. And everyone's really stepping up. I mean, it's made my life a lot easier, which, you know, I can't thank them enough. So... What did you do on your own, you know, over the off season? Um, I know you played some more for, you know, some other teams. Tell us about that. Yeah, so yeah, basically, you know, at Bates over the winter, um, you know, I just tried to bond with my back line a lot or the guys I thought would be in the back line um, this year. And then I, I really did a lot of, like, weight room work, um, strength speed work during the winter months. And then um, I, I played in the Professional Development League in the summer for Seacoast Phantoms in New Hampshire. And that was a great experience. I mean, playing against guys that, you know, have aspirations to go pro and, you know, are playing at the top tiers of D1, D2, and D3 soccer, you know, every day it was, it pushed you to get better. And that was my goal for the summer was every day to get better and get better and just come into preseason a different player that I was last year. So. So in the PDL, you got to play against Stewart's team, right? What was that like? <laughs> we did. That was actually a really cool experience. Um, playing against Stu is... It's interesting. It's, def it's definitely fun to see it from a different perspective. You know, he would call me, um, you know, one, we'd, we'd talk a lot over the summer and, you know, we'd be, we'd give a little banter back and forth about the PDL season that was going on. So it was a lot of fun. Excellent. And what is he like as a head coach? I know he had the team laughing a little bit during the video, um, you know, analysis and whatnot. What is he like as a coach? He's a great coach. I mean, he's one of those guys that you really want to work hard for and you really want to, you really want to put in the work and, you know, and have success with because he's a player's coach and he really knows what he's talking about. And really, you just want to go out in the field and fight for him every day. Excellent. Then what are you most looking forward to about your, not necessarily your first playing time, but your first game as a true starting keeper? <laughs> just kind of getting it under my belt, really. Um, that's been a big goal of mine over the summer is just, you know, getting that first game under the belt. And the game against Colby recently was, was a nice one to get, you know, get over with and, and have a good game there. But really just working with the back line, um, building that connection, and, you know, hopefully getting the shutout. All right, Robbie, thanks so much for your time. Thank you very much. The field hockey team, along with both soccer teams, all play a NESCAC game this Saturday as they host Hamilton. Women's soccer plays at 11 a.m., field hockey plays at noon, and men's soccer plays at 2 o'clock. Then the two soccer teams play non-conference matches Sunday with the women's soccer team hosting Southern Maine and the men's soccer team hosting Newberry. Meanwhile, the volleyball team opens on the road with four matches in two days, starting Friday at the MIT Invitational. The men's and women's golf teams start their season at the Bowdoin Invitational, and this weekend the cross-country teams square off with Colby at the Bates-Colby Class Wave Races. We will recap it all next time on the Bates Bobcast. Bates, Bates, my